0: Welcome everyone. This is now another exciting episode of the Army of Smartness podcast. I am your co-host Ryan, and with me as always, the man with the plan, the man of the hour, two, two, sweet to be sour, Mr. J.D. J.D., how you be? Well,
1: as always, another touching tribute uh, to the late superstar Billy Graham. I believe he he's the one to come up with most of that stuff, um, yeah, as we discussed last week. So I am doing okay. I, I do. I am, in fact, feeling too sweet as I had my Hollywood NWO shirt on last recording session. I now have the the Wolf Pack is back, causing mass destruction. Guess who's here? The bad boys of wrestling. Um, but yeah, not not, not too bad. A little sea murder for the kids. Um, have you looked up his uh his inmate uh info or whatever on on the Department of Corrections website? Maybe put a little something on his on his commissary
0: uh ironically uh c murder is uh serving a life sentence for uh murder so i
1: feel like that's not ironic but good
0: yeah it's uh it's it's a uh well good for him man you know he
1: good for is, yeah life sentence good good man that's in the big leagues you know what that's he managed
0: to get, get convicted twice of it so good for him two time two time convicted murderer for the same crime all right well and you know it's like he now really he's, final,
1: he's passed double Jeopardies on into final jeopardy
0: well it was really tough being masterpiece brother um
1: well, that's a, a cast a large shadow that's true yeah
0: and uh of course you know silk the shocker is his uh other brother um, is that
1: a fact see i don't yeah. know all these i don't know all the the rapping family trees um that's I the only either. that's the
0: only three out of that family i know i'm i was that's the only one but
1: there's probably some cousins in there you don't know well,
0: it probably is
1: Silk the no Shocker. Time. It's been a long time since I heard that.
0: Silt the Shocker. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Let me hit it. Anyways. Uh, so, anyways, guys, we are here to actually talk about Clash of the Champions 24. If you uh, mm-hmm. listen to our last podcast, I think I mistakenly said Clash of the Champions 14. I meant 24. Is
1: diff- which is a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Uh, I left off an X.
1: Although, I will say we need to do 14 because I was not prepared the amount of confederate flags uh uh not in the crowd but like broadcast by wcw okay well, tune it. tune
0: in next week it'll be I, mean, I,
1: I i you know <laughs> i expected some obviously but just not not that many
0: yeah well uh, dixie so, dynamite
1: i think they called it
0: and of course guys follow us on twitter follow us on facebook at army of smartness and of course email that gmail army of smartness at gmail.com boy what a week this has been what a week it will be it feels we, like it's only been two days that's we, the crazy of course, part about it we of course have memorial day coming up this weekend a couple of wrestling events coming on this weekend i'm actually going to be hosting my nephew and my mother here at oh. uh, purvis manor so uh looking forward to that i don't know how i'm going to be able to fit in any wrestling in that uh, mm. but uh we'll we'll see uh of course uh in the headlines, we have the tribal chief who's going to mark his thousand day reign as your mm. undisputed universal mm. champion at Night of mm. Champions this week. And he isn't currently booked for the show. Um, actually, he know? Well, he's, he he's, own he's own, t- not, excuse me, he's house. not booked, he's not booked to defend the uh, uh title at the show. Excuse yeah, he's me, he's trying to,
1: trying to acquire them. To, he's back yeah, on he offense, is,
0: yeah. he is here to um. When I guess the the idea here being is that they want to put over the new title instead of having it be lesser, or right? They, more they want to make the other,
1: they want to make the assistant to the regional championship look uh like it's not just the world consolation championship, which yeah. we all know that it is.
0: And uh, so yeah, Roman is not booked to defend it on the show, he was going to presumably get to a thousand days, um, assuming that he makes it through. Um, Smackdown this week, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all indication is that he will. So um
1: God willing in the creek don't rise, but
0: I be honest with you, I never thought I'd see a thousand day champion um uh, in my lifetime. Well, uh, there has been one in my lifetime. I was but
1: gonna say, you, you already had not
0: since uh not since Hogan anyhow. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and also this is uh this week is actually the anniversary of Seth Rollins turning on the shield. Oh, um so we're we're And Seth seems to be mentioning Roman in his latest set of promos. So, uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work or how that's going to end up going at night of champions. So we'll, we'll see. Um, perhaps there's going to be some, uh, some, uh, interference or some, uh, some thuggery to play. There will be some, perhaps some thuggery and, uh,
1: Duggery or Skull Duggery, Either uh, one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, also in the news, Bill Goldberg got a nasty gash on his forehead. Did you see that, Janie?
1: I have not seen it. Uh does what where does this place us on his uh return slash retirement tour?
0: This is uh <laughs> well, this is probably a yet another concussion. Uh, he did a hashtag T post, so I'm assuming that he got it from a T post. So I assume he was out there doing some sort of work. Um, but yeah, he, post, he, you say? Yeah. Um, doing For those some,
1: of us who I mean, obviously, I, why don't you
0: tell me what you think that is? A T post, you know what a T post is? A T post. Are a lot of things I know what they
1: are, but I don't know what what they're called.
0: Uh, T-Post is, uh, if you ever see barbed wire, it's the green post that holds up.
1: Oh, right? I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I just didn't know what to call that specifically. I know Sean, yeah. about the green part. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So sometimes I, I've pulled these things up before. Sometimes you wiggle them to uh, take them out. and
1: Wiggle it.
0: Just every just every so bit. often they'll, they'll go uh, off. But it seems like he got a gaslight sort of like midways down the back of his head. So I'd be interested to know how that happened. He's spearing uh, it well he could, he's, He isn't is on the head but you know uh, well he would head
1: the locker yeah head at the door smash a blast out with his hand almost kill himself yeah
0: yeah give some he'll
1: bill being bill baby
0: yeah. yeah yeah baby but uh never change bill never change don't so, worry it's too
1: late he never will
0: so also in sin news uh we touched on it just a little bit in our last episode but CM Punk Rush was on it,
1: just a little. I'm sorry, uh, but CM
0: Punk it. was removed from Collision, uh, which is, mm-hmm. of course is the new AEW show that is a complete rip off of Nitro. But
1: confusingly hey, similar is the term of art.
0: Well, I just want to read the filings in it. But anyways, anywho, uh, CM Punk was allegedly removed from Collision allegedly after Tony Khan refused to hire a rehire a steel rather a steel,
1: steel was re- was rehired several months ago
0: uh this is what i just read in the dirt sheet i don't know okay.
1: Uh
0: nice. apparently a steel was not rehired he had apparently been in talks he turned down uh work with impact and work with <laughs> a few other promotions uh in hopes to get another job and uh <laughs> So, long story short, uh, CM Punk uh, did not want to come back until Ace Steel had been rehired. Uh, Ace Steel, as you know, or as you may remember, was a part of the all-out fallout brawl out. And... Last seen
1: biting uh, Kenny Omega on the arm.
0: Yes. Or last and,
1: heard of doing such.
0: And, you know, if I'm CM Punk, that's the guy that I want there. <laughs> yeah, Somebody's somebody going to was... bite for you. Uh, apparently, Tony Khan had actually agreed to rehire him, and somebody said no. And put the end. So somebody talked him out of
1: it. Huh?
0: Yeah. So you think about it, it's
1: really more AEW collusion than, than AEW collision.
0: Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Well, <clears throat> there goes the star power that you wanted for um, AEW collusion, collision kinitro. Um, As you are well aware, and as our long term listeners will be aware as well, big fan of CM Punk uh professionally Um uh, you know huge fan of his work in, in the professional wrestling uh genre not someone I think I would spend my free time with if if given the option he's a think like a very particular sort of person um which you know hey look you once you have FU money you can afford to be that so good for him getting to where he wants to be in life um love him in the ring not sure I'd love him outside of it um but if i'm picking sides between the elite and punk and crew i'm, I'm gonna take punk and crew every time because i'm just not a big fan of the others um i think it sucks frankly it, i was hoping you know they had this second coming in chicago sort of teased uh i remember watching the first coming when, when cm punk, punk came for the first time in chicago uh to AEW. you know it was a massive event like i Broke my streak of not watching AEW for a while to to tune in on that. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I remember tweeting me or tweeting, uh posting on Facebook because I'm old. The Jurassic Park gift of you crazy son of a bitch, you did it. Um You know, and so that would have generated more excitement for me for AEW. How, how about you, Ryan? Where are you at on this?
0: He's a bit of a prima donna. Um
1: Yeah, well, I was trying to be nice. He's a very particular kind of person.
0: I I, uh, don't get me wrong, and when it comes to, like you said, when it comes between the that lovely tag team and Mister Omega and CM Punk, I'm taking CM Punk every every day of the week just because I don't I don't. I'm sure that they're nice boys, but they um, seem like
1: clean and virtuous boys. Yes.
0: Yeah, and uh, CM Punk just seems like somebody that I would enjoy hanging out with for about five minutes and. I'm not gonna get that far. Uh, well, you know, exchange pleasantries, maybe talk a little bit of wrestling, and then stop before I actually. I think I'd rather actually, talk comic books and stop before I actually get to know you. Um, mm-hmm. but that's just me. I think. Uh, I, I mean, let's be honest. I would have a hell of a lot more fun hanging out with Jericho. Um, I just, yeah, but you'd remember
1: hanging out with Punk. So there's a you know that has something to do with it. I guess. Well, now, I think I'd rather talk comic books with Punk than wrestling. To be honest with you. Huh. I don't know. But well, he's a big comic book guy. He he wrote yeah. a uh, wrote a wrote a Thor. Uh, you know, the, it's clobbering time from the blue-eyed ever-loving thing. You know, uh, big, yeah. big comic book guy is CM Punk. So
0: yeah, um, that's interesting. I I hadn't even considered that, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I think that's sort of what you said. That uh, I, I wouldn't be the type of guy that's really going to hang out with him a whole lot. Uh, slap him on the back, say a few nice words, maybe say hey in church type of guy. I
1: don't uh, think you'd see him there, but yeah.
0: Well, okay. if if he were to be there, that I think that the young
1: bucks thing. are going to be you are more likely uh, church goers. Although my guess is, uh, not to get too far to the religious thing, they are they're not attending a, attending a church that I would want to go to. Yeah, my guess is they're very prayer cor- praise chorus.
0: I have no idea what their persuasion would be, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I have to really look at it. I, in this scenario, I feel for Tony Khan because I don't. This is on making. Well, if I'm Tony Khan, I don't care what you say. Get your ass out there. Bottom line, or, or or get fired. Well, no, Tony ain't
1: definitely ain't going
0: to do that. That's no, fine. He, some, I mean, he ain't going to be there anyway. You might as well fire him.
1: He shit and fell in it. So uh, I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for Tony on this. Tony's going to be just fine.
0: Well, um, if I'm looking at it from Tony's perspective, that's how I would approach it. But then again, I don't know what their contract looks like and everything else. I'm sure CM Punk got a sweet deal. But we...
1: One thing to, to release a uh, an independent contractor, no, another entirely potentially to get rid of uh, senior vice presidents and other upper management folks.
0: Very true. I just don't think I would put up with CM Punch crap, especially after the press conference. I would have fired yeah, him. Yeah, he completely ruined any business for himself. Like I that. would have fired him right then. Yeah, I don't I, care. Well, you not tolerate that.
1: And we discussed that at the time. I mean, I, I have to sit out here and talk. You don't have to. You brought it up. It just didn't end the way you thought it would, Punk. Yeah, and exactly. He, he's hey. dazzlingly dazzlingly talented in the ring, charismatic in the ring as the day is long. But man, he can't let anything go.
0: Yeah, it's just like, hey, see, hey, Punk, how are you doing? I'm glad you asked about Scott Colton.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: No, no, we didn't. Like he, we, like we, we the, the guy that he
1: was talking to didn't even speak to him first. Punk spoke to him.
0: I cannot tried tell to him.
1: inject Scott Colton into the conversation. No cannot, one was talking about him.
0: I cannot tell you my favorite Colt Cabana match. Um, I don't think I could tell you too many of them at all. But...
1: I re- I mostly remember the Matt Classic stuff. We were a big like wool sweater and you know, like I remember that um it was funny on a one-off it's not something i would watch regularly
0: but uh, uh, anyways we've 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 yeah. talked about this before you can look back in the archives I'm, yeah I'm, go back
1: in the archives
0: that's going to be the out. all-out fallout brawl out scum scrum whatever from bucket yes i, I forget from diddly options it it's, it's been been back in the archives. so just check that out and oh by the way give us that five-star review if you like what you listen to so we are talking, of course, about okay. Clash of the champions, WCW okay. Clash of the champions. 24 took place August 18th, 1993 at the ocean center in Daytona beach, Florida, man, we made a lot of, we made a lot of history at the ocean center and WCW. Yes, 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 we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 8,903 in attendance with only 2,400 of them paid. Uh, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. So doing good, baby. So, uh, I don't know who these twenty four hundred suckers suckers, were. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's a solid there's a solid six thousand people up there that are that are laughing and laughing and laughing. Um, this, of course, is the infamous, infamous, infamous mm-hmm. uh, debut of the shock master of
1: none other than the shock master
0: shock master of course mr fred ottman you may know him better as tugboat you may know him better as typhoon you may know him better as uncle fred
1: i think no uh, uncle fred
0: anyways there are so many stories to tell when we get to the shock master debut first up we got arn anderson and paul roma Pretty Paul Roma. Pretty Paul Roma taking on the Hollywood Blondes. This is a rare occasion where the horsemen are baby faces. Yeah, that did not work. J.D., do you want to start this off?
1: Excuse me. Yes, I will. Art Anderson and the aforementioned Pretty Paul Roma, the newest member of Four Horsemen, the reconstituted uh, Four Horsemen. Well, technically, it's no more than 45% Four Horsemen content chunked and formed. Uh, They are taking on the Hollywood Blondes. Brian Pillman, however, <laughs> excuse me, is nursing an injury. Therefore, uh, they've given the hot tag to Lord Stephen Regal uh to represent Pillman and therefore the, the Blondes in the match. So we've got Steve Austin and Steve Regal uh defending the tag team championships. Of course, uh, as always, Sir William uh seconding Lord Stephen William, Sir, Lord Stephen Regal. Um, now I'm, I'm curious at some point during the show, I don't remember when it was, they had Missy Hyatt, uh, announce the sexiest wrestler in WCW that award, of course, uh, went to Tom Zink as, as Tony Schiavone was in fact, the only voter. Um, so, <laughs> but I, I'm curious here if they're trying to push pretty Paul Roma and really make something out of him, why, why did he not get the nod other than the fact that obviously, you know, Tony Schiavone was the one voting. Um, but we can talk about that in a bit. So Maybe Killen's they're ankle, trying to
0: push him as a tag team more so than a singles guy.
1: But still I mean, you've got you've got a contrast there between pretty Paul Roma and let's just say it, Arn Anderson, who has always looked like Arn Anderson from the day he was born to the day he dies, he's gonna look exactly the same.
0: I <laughs> so think he, you should have served everybody and made Arn the sexiest
1: wrestler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well then they had a known. The, fix was in god bless him i love arn anderson but I'm yeah he, se- he has looked the exact same i'm he's sexy looked,
0: <laughs> i can't He's do looked can't
1: 45 do years old his entire life yeah. um so anyway moving on hillman's ankle already in the cast from injury nine days prior he'll be out of action uh for an undisclosed period of time uh the uh, belts will be at stake anyway as i mentioned they've got steve regal here uh, off the bench um, Sir William and Pillman, uh, at, at ringside, Anderson pins Austin after a schoolboy. After Austin and Dundee collided, they are trying, to, there was attempted skullduggery, uh, but it did not work out because obviously Austin and Sir William, uh, I said Dundee in here that's Bill Dundee of Memphis fame. But Sir William and, and Austin would not have the same chemistry as would Austin and Pillman or uh, Lord Stephen. And Sir William so clearly they, they can make a mistake there that's what's one wind, winds up happening um and Arn is able to capitalize uh as Sir William was trying to use one of Pillman's crutches so anyway we've got babyface horseman tag team champions make sense of that sentence make that sentence make sense Ryan can you do it
0: well Ric Flair is a baby face tonight. So horsemen, simply
1: because he's been gone for so long. He's just not horsemen, the,
0: the horsemen are just setting everybody up for a big fall.
1: If by everybody you mean Sting then yes. So um, yeah. Um Yeah, so good match though. It's perfectly fine. Match. I mean as you would expect with 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 this kind of talent in the ring and Paul Roma. Um so I'm going to give the match a thumbs up.
0: Me too. Uh Meltzer gives it 3 stars. I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I, I think it's solid. Uh, Arn Anderson, Steve Austin, William Regal, and, you know, Paul Roma. Uh, But you really can't help but have a good match here. You've got, you know, Brian Pillman and Bill Dundee out on the ringside. Um, Yeah, man. Good, 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 solid match. Uh, Great Especially as the opener. Great one. I was just going to say, great one to start off with. Uh, up next, we got Two Cold Scorpio taking on Bobby Eaton. Talk about something that just could not help but be pretty good. Yeah. Um, you literally have two some of uh, two of the best uh, in-ring guys. In-ring, uh, well, Bobby Eaton being more of a we'll call him a tactician, I suppose. And well, a tag team
1: specialist, but, yes, a so, so. Specialist, but yeah. A tag team specialist. He's
0: a tactician of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. And Two Cold Scorpio, of course, uh, being the only big, you know, well, I say only big guy, but one of the only big guys at the time that can move like a cruiserweight. Sure. Um, so he's deceptively big. Yeah, he is, he's but he is, big. he has a big is, broad he is, chest. He's like, he's almost like Billy Gunn. It's just, uh, you don't really appreciate how big he is until you see him in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a physical specimen. But uh, two cold Scorpio, of course, wins it in 526 with a Scorpio uh, splash. Both men pulled out a few moves in the short time period. Uh, finish was kind of weak, um, that's, yeah. And that—that's Meltzer calls it weak. It—it it was fine. They—they they had to—they had to do a short match. Uh, so, and for a five and a half minute match, uh, I think it was. I think it was good. Uh, Meltzer gives it two and a half stars and I'm gonna give it three I, I thought uh it had it bared a lot of uh similarity as far as uh in-ring work to the previous one and of course we uh Scorpio got to play the hits with the splash so uh mm-hmm. send the people home happy uh, as far as that one is concerned. the second match yeah and as a second match I think it's pretty good uh what do you what do you think
1: it's a pretty solid match uh now I will say this in fairness Pretty solid is kind of the floor for these two. So nothing uh, particularly spectacular. But, so, I mean, I'd pay to see this match in current era. Man. If we hey, had more I matches got, like this.
0: I got to see him do this.
1: Yep, you got to see it. I got You I got you're doing to the spin.
0: The, spin, the Scorpio
1: splash uh, signal there. Uh, for those of you who are not watching it, which would just be everybody that's not me. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would – like to see more matches like this in, in the modern day. So I mean, perfectly fine. Um, and yeah, thumbs up for this one.
0: All right. Up next, we got Mr. Johnny B bad and Mr. Max Payne. JD.
1: And frankly, we've said too many nice things about this show already. So let's change that right now. <laughs> Johnny B bad in the mask. Now, remind me what was the deal with the mask. Cause I'll be honest with you. I was also, I was watching kids at this point as well. So I missed some of this, um, what was the deal with the mask here?
0: Gosh, I do not remember. Um, I
1: don't remember him having a mask at all.
0: Was it? I want to say maybe he got he got his face hurt or something That's like that.
1: What it seemed like it had to be like he had like the LeBron James face or um, what was the guy? Yeah, because he, it was all
0: about him being too pretty and uh, yeah, 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 he didn't want to hurt so his, sort of a dashing Cody face. Rhodes thing. Yeah, sort of, sort of like that. Or
1: uh, uh, if you remember Vega. From, from the Street Fighter series yeah. of, of games.
0: Anyway,
1: yeah, yeah, they got the claw. Yeah, he pins Max Payne in 241 uh, when Payne missed a splash off the top rope. Payne, Max Payne, you may remember, is the guy that used to play the guitar down to the ring, like actually play it, like he had a little portable amp and stuff on his belt. It was, it was an interesting uh, gimmick. It was a mask versus that very guitar, mask, in fact. Uh, Payne unmasked bad. Uh, early on but he had a second backup mask on <laughs> pretty sneaky says this mm-hmm. seemingly ended this feud it was too short to amount to anything but not boring at all half star out of dave i just just wasn't anything there for me so i'm gonna give it a, a thumbs down
0: yeah hey, i don't think that there was anything really to to measure um uh, mm-hmm. so I, I mean i hate to call it a dud because hey hey I guess... hey i
1: told you that in confidence. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I hate to call it a dud, I, I just, uh I'm just not going to rate it at all. I, I just felt like, you know, go five minutes and, you know, we'll talk. But. Well, I understand it's
1: not a pay-per-view, but these are supposed to be super cards, the, the, these uh Clash of the Champions. They, they're on TBS, I mean, they're, they're not, you know, you're not paying to see it, but at the same time, this is a Saturday night filler match. I, I don't need this.
0: Absolutely, and this... uh yeah like i said just not a whole lot there to not a whole lot there to chew on so up next we got rick steamboat not ricky steamboat uh, rick he's all grown up baby the dragon rick steamboat uh
1: we got the michael buffer presentation here for the fourth match what the heck was that about
0: exactly well and and that's where we don't remember this but michael buffer was an announcer for wcw before he ever did any boxing um
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and the only reason i know that is because i watched a michael Buffer interview you have
1: mentioned that before and i did not know that
0: yeah and so this is obviously for the wcw tv title uh rick steamboat uh gets the win uh both Meltzer said both men looked sluggish early i i, I did notice that there it, it did take them a little bit of time to, to get their timing down mm-hmm. um Warndorf went for a slam but was pinned with a small package uh, after the match, Orndorf. Yeah, Orndorf. Every time I too. see Paul Orndorf's name. Let's say Paula. I, I say it in Tony Atlas's voice in my head. Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorf. And and gosh, we need to bring Tony on the show sometime.
1: Uh I'm not gonna be the one to step on his face. I'll say that right <laughs> don't want to do that.
0: Don't want to step on any toes or faces.
1: You're, you're yeah. gonna need to do that one.
0: Happen New Year. In after the match, uh, Orndorff attacked Steamboat on the ramp and gave him a pile driver on the title belt. Uh, you know, ha- having watched so many Steamboat uh, matches f- for this show, it, uh, similar routines, the bridge up right there, still impressive to yeah. see. Uh, obviously, this is mid 90s Rick Steamboat this and Paul Orndorff, so. So, sort of on the downside yeah, okay. of both of their careers, uh, I like we're getting it, very
1: much to the tail end of, of Orndorf's career here, and and in as much long. as
0: Rick St- Ricky Steamboat ever had a downside, uh, right. it, this is sort of it right there. I mean, you know, aside from the fact that Steamboat comes in in 2006 and he's just well, as sure sharp as he <laughs> oh,
1: ever, he <was>. looks <laughs> fantastic in the ring. And, yeah, uh, thirteen years later, but no, we're definitely getting toward the end of Orndorff here due to the it was a neck injury with a nerve pinch something that caused the atrophy in his arm. Is that right? Yes, yeah, and it's really, really catching up to him here. Um, it's but very yeah, noticeable in so on this one. It's noticeable here, um, left arm, correct? Yep. He, he's um, I just don't have it in front of me, so I don't, I don't see it. But uh, but yeah, again, kind of like with. Too cold, and Bobby Eaton. Any match with these two is going to be at least pretty good. Um, so yeah, and this match was pretty good. So yeah, yeah Melzer gives up. it three
0: stars. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. You know, so far we have we've had one bad match and three three stars. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, oh don't worry.
1: In the in the immortal words of the big or to paraphrase the big Lebowski, the goddamn plane is about to crash into the mountain. Uh, so. We're getting there. <laughs> oh.
0: oh, man.
1: Oh, so, God.
0: Oh, God. I uh, told you. We, of course, are referring to the debut, the infamous, infamous debut of the Shock Master.
1: And none other than the Shock Master. So let, let's uh let's let's back this up a little bit. All right. So we've got um the Allied powers, right? That was Sting and, and Davey Boy. Um yes. yeah, so they're they're not a tag team, but they're buddying around. They're wearing you know they got their matching dusters just the way they like them. Uh and they're they're their lead baby faces here, I guess, outside the horsemen uh in, in WCW pre Hogan's arrival. But now Sting Sting, excuse me, Sid and Harlem Heat under the auspices of Colonel Parker still at this point, if I'm remembering my timeline correctly, uh, are challenging uh the, the Allied powers at the pay-per-view to a six man tag match is it a war game? Is it Fall Brawl coming no, up right? This is
0: Fall Brawl. Yeah, well yeah, okay. yeah yeah it is a war games.
1: It's a war games match at Fall Brawl. Um so they're gonna bring in another partner to um to, to buddy up with them here and at the
0: fall bro. at the war games
1: and the best they can do the 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 WCW brain trust at this point uh, was this is still under Bill Watts who who is who is doing this
0: well Oli is still there I understand that he... but who's the head
1: man like
0: ninety four
1: who is... This, is 93. this is ninety three this is ninety ninety three 93.
0: Uh, yeah. not doing it. He's not that he was never the president of WCW. It was either yeah.
1: it was either uh Bill Watts or K Allen Fry or um yeah, you know, someone like that. Uh the point is, I'm trying to figure out who did this to us. Um Bill Shaw. But oh Bill Shaw was he? Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. So he would have had nothing to do with the wrestling product itself. He was just a suit. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He just wasn't he left, a
0: I, I'm pretty sure he let Oli do whatever. Oh, whatever.
1: well, Oli and also Dusty is back now. If you, if yeah, Dusty,
0: Dusty's booking as well.
1: But Dusty is also booking, and so collaboratively, I guess he and Oli come up with the best they can do. Is a 450 pound man with a disco stormtrooper helmet, a bear skin vest, and blue jeans. That's your idea. There, there is your. this mf is going to turn this company around tugboat um, from the WWF also uh, Dusty's brother-in-law but don't let that color uh, your expectations here that has nothing to do with it whatsoever Uh, merely a coincidence (laughs) and apparently this Dusty tells the story on the WWE Legends roundtable which is worth, (laughs) worth I don't know if it's worth subscribing to Peacock for but definitely look it up on there um and it's, it's bad gimmicks or bad characters whatever it was and dusty said okay they go through you know walk and everything goes great and then david crockett he says puts a tuba fall in the wall to sabotage my ass and so okay, apparently well,
0: let's uh let, let's let's uh, set the stage on yes yeah, please i wish you so, would go
1: ahead
0: so there uh this is flair for the gold that that rick flair is hosting right so the, the talk show yeah, the, the talk stage show the stage looks like uh america's funniest home videos where uh yeah. bob saget's gonna come out and sitting there inside the house well there Fifi, is the french maid is there there if the french maid who is um miss wendy i, think, I guess currently still dating uh rick but wait at this time or now now um
1: okay. yeah yeah i think they're still together or back together or something
0: so there is a freestanding wall that is stage left mm-hmm. um and it is just no, nah, it's just there it's, it's a big blank the, wall it's a big blank wall it's just conspicuous dry, it's just,
1: by its bareness
0: it is just drywall and it's painted so uh during the rehearsals the the idea being that the shock master uh fred ottman is once he is uh called upon to appear is going to bust through said wall Kool-Aid man style yes kool-aid man style oh yeah
1: oh yeah uh,
0: and so oh no during during the during the rehearsals it is just the freestanding wall uh there is nothing fred
1: ottman size hole to walk through
0: and there is nothing at the bottom nothing at the top nothing at the side It's just drywall. So, but, however, when it got to the uh, got to the production when they when they record when it got to live, uh, apparently, David Crockett decides Mm -hmm. to put a two by four down at the bottom of this freestanding wall, sabotage my ass, so that. I, I don't know The water hole will stand I,
1: up straighter, I, I think, I, is, is I the idea behind it.
0: I, I really don't even know why I did it. But, <laughs> but, um, Brad Ottman, the shock master, does not see said board
1: because he's wearing a goddamn disco painted stormtrooper helmet. He can't see shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, we'll set the stage on that, so to speak. And, um, JD, why, why don't you tell us how it starts?
1: All right. Well, it starts off and, you know, he Flair is calling out the Allied powers to come and be his guests on on the program. Uh, They're going to do a little puff piece. They're talking, you know, some basic pleasantries. Uh, And swoops in Sid and Harlem Heat to uh, disrupt the proceedings as heels are wont to do. And so they cart yan, 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 yan at each other's faces about, uh, about fall brawl war games. And, you know, Davy Boy says, I'm going to let Sting introduce who our mystery partner is. And get used to the phrase mystery partner, because it's going to come up quite a bit in this show. Um, but I'll have Sting tell you who the mystery partner is. And then Sting utters the infamous, the infamous, our mystery partner is going to shock the world, because he is none other than the shock master and points at this bare patch of <laughs> with two little, like, Roman candle deals off to the side of it, you know, little firework things, and, it, and they go off. And it, and it comes Uncle Fred. Oh, Uncle Fred. Uh, in Stumbles, Uncle Fred, he falls all the way down. The Stormtrooper helmet rolls off. <laughs>
0: I have seen this have no, <laughs> no less than a thousand times. Oh,
1: I know. I watch it every year just to remember it. But like, they, no one thought to put a chin strap on the damn thing. So it rolls off. He's got to dig for it and grab it and put it back on his head before he can get up. <laughs> he's trying to get up. <laughs> so
0: the man the man, just goes diving through this all. Oh, hall. it's so great. Hall's, face plants on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the stormtrooper helmet back on and shakes his head <laughs> like it just he is seeing what? stars.
1: Well I mean he also I mean, he has long hair so half it's probably in his face once the helmet comes off. So you he, he couldn't see anything before because if you look at the eye holes of the stormtrooper helmet, like they painted over the eye holes. <laughs> and there's these little like Tiny like holes you would put in a you know top of a jar for your pet frog, and that's what he's got the freaking sea out of. And, and, and you can what hear it, it as soon as is, it happens. As soon as it happens, he falls. I think it's Flair that says, "I told you." No, that's Sid. That is that said Sid? That, okay. Said well, it's definitely Flair that. that says, "Oh God!" And the oh, mic God. picks it all up. <laughs> and Sting can't say anything. Davy Boy said, "He fucked." fell he fucking fell flat on his arse uh, and the mic picks up all of it and it's the greatest thing that has ever happened in the history of professional wrestling or any other endeavor of life
0: so it, it, well so I'll, I'll say this i actually did a, a talk oh to sid. i actually talked to sid about this you should and sid the reason that he said i told you I told you is because prior to the uh when when they were going through rehearsals on this, Sid looked at that wall and said, He's gonna fall flat straight through that shit. And, <laughs> and he, he went through it just fine and says, like, no, he's gonna fall. <laughs> and then like he falls flat on his face. And Sid looks at him and says, Told you. <laughs> told you.
1: That's the first thing you hear is after the little fireworks go off here, I told you. And then flared. And unmistakably, the says, oh, God.
0: <laughs> and Booker T, bless his heart, did not he, laugh, and he wanted to really bad. You can see, but he's like, he's, he's got his lip tucked he's, he's, like he's, he's biting his lip. biting his <laughs> lip.
1: Sid puts his thumb at the top of his eye and presses in on his own eye to keep himself from laughing or lashing out in a violent rage and killing everybody. I don't and, care who you are, boy. I don't care who you are, boy. And he's got a vamp for a while because Oli Anderson is supposed to be doing the voiceover for this thing. And Oli is dying. And Oli is dying laughing. You can hear him laugh as he's trying to start this promo. And also, if you notice, Uncle Fred, poor Uncle Fred, he starts doing the hand gestures before Oli starts talking because he just assumes Oli is talking and he just can't hear him yet. So he's doing the pantomime with no voice no voiceover and then the voiceover starts and clearly it's only like taking his hand off the microphone and, and laughing into it like you want a
0: piece of me? you're the one who rules the world I said and like
1: doing this whole thing and trying not to continue laughing hysterically and somewhere dusty is being taken to the paramedics um <laughs> dusty tells the story uh, on the legends round tables so I was getting to is when this happens, he said I start I start rumbling, I start shaking with the laughter. They had to take me to my room. <laughs> I was thought Dusty was gonna hyperventilate apparently. He was laughing so hard.
0: Um and poor Uncle Fred after this Uncle happened. Fred. He's he's backstage. He's sat there with Dusty.
1: He the he the
0: He sits down he slams a slams a helmet down. looks at looks at Dusty. Said, "I effed that up, didn't
1: I?" And what, what's <laughs> funny
0: is that Dusty is telling a story that Cody Rhodes, little Cody, is sitting at home. Young here, Cody was there, and Cody is watching it there with his friends. He sees, and Fred Ottman is uh, Cody's uncle,
1: right. and
0: <clears throat> Fred, Fred. He sees he sees the shockmaster fall through, and the mask comes off. Cody looks at his friends and says. I think that was Uncle Fred. <laughs> I think
1: that was Uncle Fred. Poor Uncle Fred. But yeah, no, do yourself a favor. Go check out the bad gimmicks or bad characters, um, Legends Roundtable on, on Peacock, because that story by itself is worth the watch. It's uh, okay, so, good. so
0: aside, from, aside from the fact that the debut of the Shockmaster will live in infamy forever, what was the creative behind this?
1: Yeah, had this worked perfectly, what <laughs> the hell were you thinking,
0: dude? Honestly, I think it would have been almost just as memorable because it would have just been ridiculous.
1: Well, yeah, but, but I mean, it, it, but there's ridiculous things of that level in wrestling. They come and they go. Like, no, I, it takes the truly spectacular level of stupidity, like the Shockmaster or Steiner Math. Or, you know, the midget on a boat, or excuse me, little person on a boat trying to blow up Davy Boy and, and Sting again, because they had a lot of problems back in the day. Man, th- this is one of the greatest things that ever happened.
0: <laughs> and me and J.D., as I said, uh, I've seen it no less than a thousand times.
1: Oh, no, easily. I'll, no I will to watch it at least three more times tonight. Uh,
0: just uh, And I get, I get the,
1: the joy of sharing it with my children. Because my my daughter is starting to take an interest in wrestling now. As I think I mentioned on the last podcast, she'll ask, well, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in in a given match when she walks through. Uh, So I can't wait to show her this. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have to record the look on her little face. Oh God. I'm so happy right now.
0: I can't. I needed, honestly, I needed this laugh. I mean, I, liked, had to I, take laugh, it to I laugh. Room. I laugh watching about it, but talking about it, it's just even better.
1: Well, trying to describe like I had never really tried to describe it blow for blow like that, but like, it makes you think about it in a whole different perspective. Weird. And it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in your entire life. It's it so great,
0: guys! It's it so it so is great. it is something else. It, you can't. I cannot overstate it enough. I will put this video on our Facebook. It has got to be. Oh my God! It is. It is there. It is well, there for the whole world to see. And buddy, it looks good.
1: And bear in mind, this is not a paper. This is free television. Well, cable television. So th- this is a huge audience watching this. Not it. Not that paid for tickets. But but they're watching it. And you can't get away from that now. Like they made the shockmaster this ridiculous comedy character after this because what else are you going to do? And he's traded his stormtrooper helmet for a hard hat. It, it it gets really lame from here, but yeah. Uh, oh my God. And this is, I've used this phrase before on the show. I'm going to use it here again. This is good heartfelt crap because they really intended for this to work. Like this isn't, you know, being ridiculous for the sake of being ridiculous. This isn't a song and dance dinner theater thing with, you know, MJF and, and Jericho. It's not ridiculous for, for being ridiculous. It's not Orange Cassidy with his goddamn hands in his pockets doing play kicks This was meant to be taken seriously and they meant to do a really good job with it. And that's what makes it so much better when they fail horribly. It's the most entertaining thing that was never meant to be.
0: And it is something else. I don't know how you follow it, but there's Ric Flair and Sting uh, versus the Colossal Kongs, which speaking of terrible. um... Well, the, were
1: these guys anything but job guy i mean i had never heard of these guys i don't remember this at all
0: yeah i remember it but no they were never anything else well I
1: remember they met they they announced awesome kong like, that's not
0: her yeah exactly um it's a total squash with flair beating on uh king outside of the ring and sting pounding on uh awesome kong inside um not that one. it's uh not that way um at least uh, it was. It was very quick. I, I don't think that you're going to get a good match out of those two big old boys. It did did Man, not strike a... me as the most athletic. Uh,
1: they had their chin straps under the second of their chins. If you notice that on their little helmet, their I masks.
0: Mean, they're, they're. I mean, they're basically poor body doubles of Vader. Um, oh my God,
1: destitute man's Vader. Not even poor yeah. man's Vader.
0: And uh, yeah. Basically, that's
1: well. Meltzer um, says here, I can't figure out why Sting couldn't win using his hold in the squash match. I'll tell you why their legs won't cross like that,
0: exactly. (laughs) But uh, yeah, splash off the top gets the win. Moving on, we got uh, Dusty, excuse me, Dustin Rhodes. That's
1: right, the natural with
0: with his secret partner, uh, taking on Rude and the equalizer. JD, take it away.
1: Yeah, so I don't think this could have possibly gone as well as um, WCW wanted it to. They've been teasing all night that that Dustin's mystery partner. Since I guess Barry's still on the on the fence, is that or still in the still hurt, whatever is that, is that because Barry and Dustin Dustin were still teaming at this point, right? Yeah. Anyway, they've been teasing all night that uh, Dustin's mystery partner is going to show up in this. You know, Camaro Z28 or whatever that they're going to be giving away. I'd like to find out who won it. Uh, Jesse Ventura says he's going to win, it. I doubt that he did. My employees are probably not eligible to win. But <clears throat> they finally get, get to the point here, and Animal comes out driving. Not Hawk. Animal comes out driving the Z28. And the announcement, Shivani and Jesse are like, it's Road Warrior Animal. It's Road Warrior Animal. The Road Warriors are here. And the entire crowd is LOD. L-O-D. <laughs> they were, they were using the WWF name uh for, for the tag team rather than the WCW name, which gives you some idea of where most of this crowd remembers Hawk and Animal from. So uh, I found that hilarious. And then finally, the... the um, Shivani just had to give up and, like, yeah, the Legion of Doom is here. He might get a little litigious there, but whatever. Uh, <clears throat> so we got uh, Rude and the Equalizer. If you remember that show back before the Queen Latifah version, I guess that's where they were naming this guy after. The Equalizer has Rhodes up for a slam, but then Hawk comes off the top rope with a tackle and knocks Rhodes into Hawk for the slam. They Animal as the partner originally, as I pointed out, with the Z28, but then Hawk shows up, and he's the one that's actually in the match. Uh, the Road Warriors are reunited. That got a huge pop, but as soon as the match started, the Equalizer was so bad, it killed everything per day per of military. He gives it half a star. I mean, the crowd involvement pre-match was really good. I, I, yeah, I have to say that, although they were calling them not the name that WCW wanted to, to be called. Um, yeah, it was just there for me. It was, you know, it was, it did not feel as long as it was, I guess. And maybe that's a good thing. I was surprised when I read it was seven minutes and something. It seemed like a fairly short squash, but yeah, it was just nothing there for me. So, nothing to equal the Shockmaster. So, thumbs down.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it it was great to hear a Road Warrior pop, Um, Legion of Doom pop. Well, either way uh that's a z28 but that's also probably one of the least popular years of a z28 so so
1: they're cheaper
0: yeah very much so um <clears throat> match wasn't very good but uh hey it was uh it was something else literally something else other than good um mm-hmm. melzer gives it a half star zero for me um Anyways, up next, we got the biggest van, Vader, taking on Davey Boy Smith. Vader gets the pin on Davey Boy Smith in 11 minutes, 11 seconds. Vader, at this point, man, taking big bumps, uh, doing big moves. As far as big men is concerned, Vader's got to be one of the best ever. Um, there's not too many people out there that can do a legit moonsault at 400-plus pounds. Um uh, with respect to Mr. Bam Bam, Bigelow Vader's was much mm-hmm. more impressive to me. Uh, yeah, but
1: he couldn't do that cartwheel though.
0: Could not. I never saw him do the cartwheel because
1: uh, he couldn't. If you could, have you would have done it. Well, maybe so. Hashtag uh, justice for Bam Bam.
0: Uh, so Davy Boy suplexed Vader on the ramp and gave him a drop kick and a clothesline. Vader got his knees up, and when Smith tried to splash him from the apron. Uh Vader kept the advantage until missing a charge and taking the guardrail, and then Smith uh dropped him forward from a suplex position onto the rail. Uh Smith did a Samoan suplex for near fall. Uh Vader came back with the same move and splash off the top for near falls. Uh
1: <laughs> man, these
0: guys are just going back and forth. I got a lot of time for this match. I thought it was great. Um I, I I'd have to say going in, I thought that. I just could not remember this match, and so I wasn't sure if it'd be any good or not. But uh, it was great. Smith uh, picked up Vader for a suplex, but Harley Race trips Smith, and Vader fell on top of him for the pin. Uh, Vader keep beating up on Smith after until Cactus Jack shows up, mm-hmm. and they brawled until the show went off <laughs> the air. Meltzer gives it three and a half stars. I'll I'll give it three and three quarter. I thought it was damn near a four star for me. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I did
1: not remember this match either. Uh, I do remember Katniss Jack coming back. I don't remember is I don't remember that from watching it when it was live the first time around or maybe in clips later on. But I do remember Jack coming back. Um, it was a fine match. There's nothing wrong with it, certainly. I'd give it a thumbs up. We get double-duty uh, Michael Buffer here. I wonder if he got paid twice or if they just pay him once for the night and just use him a few times. I, I noted that he uh, used the old handsome Harley Race moniker for, for harley so uh that, that tickled me um you know tom zink just can't get any respect on the same the same show where he wears uh he wins the sexiest wrestler award there's pretty paul roma and handsome harley ray stealing his thunder um but yeah no, it was fine uh if uh, to your point somewhat forgettable it's a placeholder match i mean this is the clash leading up to fall brawl they're not going to change anything you know he- heading into the the pay-per-view that you're going to pay to see. Um, And as for not remembering it, it's very likely that the entire audience still had tears in their eyes from laughing at at the Shockmaster at this point. So anything that happens after the Shockmaster vignette is sort of an anti-climax. Because that was the greatest thing you're ever going to see on a wrestling program. um, Or perhaps any other. So uh, maybe we're building this up too much. Just go watch it. you'll, You'll be glad you did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there will be no regrets in this one.
1: Well, maybe a few, but not for you watching it. Just for the people involved.
0: Yeah, overall, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna give this. Uh, I, I'm gonna give this. Oh, uh, well, it's not a pay for view, but you the this show. The I'm gonna Flash. give it three three out of five. Uh, what about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? No, uh, yeah,
1: definitely a thumbs up. Um, we got some really, you know, some pretty good wrestling matches. Again, nothing <laughs> outstanding, but I mean, they can't all be. You know, the best match you've ever seen, or else nothing means anything And, it,
0: and of course, we have a 10-star moment here. Oh, my
1: God. We have one of the defining, you know, I talked about core memories a little bit last. Year. This is a core memory of wrestling and my wrestling fandom. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, th- th- this is worth it just for that. Um, but also, you're going to get some good matches that I think get overshadowed by the fact that this was the great Shockmaster debacle of 93 um but yeah yeah I mean the flash funk uh Bobby Eaton match was perfectly fine the tag match to open it up was very good um yeah and we talked about the others along the way yeah the, the, a solid show um from top to bottom with you know the best filling you could possibly imagine with the Shock Master so yeah go out of your way look up flash 24. Uh, for those of you who don't know Roman numerals, that's XXIV. Um, As clearly be... I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but we will make up for that and watch 14 for next week. I, I only got about 10 minutes into it. I was like, this is not the right show. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that one next week. But yeah, definitely check this one out. Uh, you'll be, you won't be you will be sorry. Unlike Uncle Fred.
0: Was 14 in Augusta? No, uh, um, uh, Gainesville georgia okay i I knew it was somewhere yeah somewhere in that
1: northeast georgia yeah area
0: but uh yeah anyway so jd we'll go for the cover the count and the victory on this (laughs) um thank you guys for following us so long i believe that this is our 42nd show Uh, so we got we got 50 coming up here for too long follow us on twitter follow us on facebook at army of smartness and of course, Army of Smartness at gmail.com. If you want to send us a comment, good comment, nasty comments, as long as you comment. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. JD, do you have anything you'd like to add?
1: Uh, until next time. Oh, uh, yeah, trigger warning for those of you who may be inviting uh next next week's show. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of Confederate flags. Just <laughs> to give you a heads up on that. Um
0: And also we want to wish everybody a very safe and um Well, a very safe and and hope uh, you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, It's regular
1: Memorial Day, not Confederate Memorial Day.
0: Yes. um, Yeah. So actual Memorial Day weekend. The real one. And uh, but, J.D., if there's nothing else, I will bid our listening audience a do. I do.